You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. I really am glad that you're here. So if you're starting your day off or if you're winding your day down, I I hope that you have loved the Lord well or that you will. I hope that today you'll focus on His voice, that you'll hear Him, you'll enjoy Him, and that you and I can be part of the healing, part of new creation. Well, listen, as we get ready uh, for today, I just want to encourage you. Our church family has been talking about community. We've been in a sermon series, and we will for a good time, about the power, the value, the necessity of legitimate community. Now, I'm not just asking that the church would like get along together, that we wouldn't create any waves. No, 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 no. I'm asking that we would radically love each other in a way that is so set apart from what people see in the rest of the world that folks will recognize that the Holy Spirit of God is working inside us. Now, that's radical. So I want us to think through over the next several weeks together several different things that will contribute to healthy community. For example, last week we talked about accepting each other, not judging uh, over disputable matters. This week we talked about the debt that we owe to love one another because of what Christ has already paid for us. So we're paying Him back by loving our neighbor. But today I just want to talk about a text that I love in the New Testament. It's a powerful one, a very sobering one for me. It's in Galatians uh, chapter 2. So in this text in Galatians chapter 2, there's a, a little bit of a dispute between Peter and Paul. So let's go ahead and admit it. These two guys are heavy hitters in the church. These are both apostles. I mean, these are these are as holy a character as you're going to find in the Bible. But what we're going to find in this particular story is that Peter, even though he was adapting to this new life in Jesus, a life where the Jew and Gentile divide did not exist anymore, he actually was having some moments where he was struggling to continue in that in that pattern. He he was feeling pulls from his old lifestyle, from the old construct, construct from his old identity. Uh, man, I identify with him. I bet a lot of us do. So let's just take a look at this passage. So in Galatians chapter 2, uh, we're going to find that uh, this church in Galatia is they're they're beginning to flourish, but they've been challenged as they're finding their freedom in Jesus. There's a group of teachers who's coming in. They're called the Judaizers, and they're trying to make these new believers more Jewish instead of be just following Jesus as Messiah. They're trying to draw them probably back to the legal code um, of Israel, as if to be right with God, you're going to have to have Jesus plus all of the law. And the apostles have been teaching that that's not the case, that you need Jesus and that's what you need. And so uh, Paul is writing the letter to the Galatians to try to let them see that they don't need to return to their old path. They don't have to run back to the law. They need to stay with their new identity in Jesus, this much more beautiful, cohesive identity that created a body for God, an an adopted family for God, a community for God, a kingdom for God out of Jews, Gentiles, and ultimately all nations. Okay, so as, as these teachers are trying to persuade people back to the life patterns that they were accustomed to, the legalism of the law, uh, Peter has, been, has begun thriving in this Jesus movement and in this switch of identity. So, for example, there's a story in the book of Acts where he's called to go to a, to a Gentile uh, to a Roman soldier and preach the gospel to him. He has the hardest time doing it. He tries to argue with God about it, but God says, no, I'm telling you the guy's clean. He's not unclean. Go talk to him. So Peter goes through. It's hard for him to enter the house because he's been told not to go into unclean houses of Gentiles. 
everything about Peter's worldview, about his upbringing. Everything felt so out of sorts as he's going to see this Roman centurion. And yet he knew that he was doing what God was telling him to do. Well, that's a good lesson for all of us in that you know, you and I have learned life patterns. We've trained our conscience. We've, we've, we've trained our preferences to the point that when God speaks a fresh word into our life and we learn that we've been disobeying God and it's time for us to obey Him, well, if that fresh word from God is in conflict with what we've trained our conscience to think, we might for a moment, like Peter, have to talk ourselves into obedience. It might not feel right. Well, anyway, Peter has already walked down this road. Like he's already crossed that threshold. And so the story I want to share with you is in Galatians 2. So let's read it together. Um, Paul is remembering a moment in Antioch when he and Peter were together for a little while and he saw Peter slipping back into those old habits. When Cephas, that's Peter, when Cephas came to Antioch, I, that's Paul, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. He was guilty. For before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. This would be a group of believers who were um, Jewish and strongly so. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. When I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas in front of them all, You are a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. How is it then that you force Gentiles to follow Jewish customs? So it just so happens that the meal, the, the dinner table, would be where a lot of Peter's old lifestyle would reemerge because of his kosher diet, because of his teachings that he couldn't eat with Gentiles because they were unclean. Peter probably felt a compulsion to ask Gentiles to follow Jewish kosher and purification practices. Well, Paul wants to say, you know, Peter was free of that. He was living in harmony with the Gentiles in Antioch until some of his old friends showed up, until Jews from the circumcision group came, until believers who were committed to their old Jewish way of life came to be around Peter, and Peter felt the pressure to conform back to his old patterns. Now listen, Peter's a much better believer than I will ever be. And so what I want to say to the church is this. Listen, if this could happen to Peter, it's got to be able to happen to us. So I'm asking the church to kind of open our eyes. Like if Peter the apostle who followed the Lord, the rock on which the church was founded, if Peter could slip back into some of his worldly ways, into the worldview, the lifestyles, the patterns, and convictions that he grew up with, you know what? We can too. And so here's what I want to challenge a church with. Like, I want to ask you to love your neighbor in a radical way that demonstrates the New Testament teachings about the body of Jesus. I want you to love your neighbor, especially the neighbors who are different than you. I want you to glorify Jesus by tearing down the dividing wall and making one glorious body out of all those who walk in faith with Jesus Christ. But I suspect that if you're like me and you're like Peter, there are going to be some moments when this doesn't feel right. And there'll be moments when we find ourselves drifting back to the old patterns, maybe to old sets of racism or biases or prejudice or beliefs, uh, maybe even just to some to some old patterns where we find ourselves only circulating with people that are just like us or people that we're comfortable with. 
I don't know where you're going to find yourself, but I can promise you this. The challenge of the New Testament age, when you read the letters of the New Testament, was to create a unified church from a diverse group of people in almost every letter. It's marked with some of the challenges and struggles that the apostles and early Christian leaders faced when trying to bring people from different backgrounds, from paganism and idol worship, Gentiles and Jews, rich and poor, when when the New Testament church was being formed and a body of Christ was being developed from diverse backgrounds, there was so much tension, so much struggle, and the challenge of the church was to create unity. And so today, while we're talking about unity, I want to challenge you, if Carville Baptist Church is going to celebrate one day the kind of Christian community that we want to feel, then you and I are going to have to guard ourselves so that we don't slip into Peter's bad experience. We don't want to find ourselves sort of accidentally drifting away from the lifestyle that's preached in the gospel, from the radical acceptance and love that we find in the person of Jesus and his kingdom, and so that we're finding ourselves kind of conforming to the image of the people that we grew up with or to the stereotypes that we developed as kids. So I want to encourage the church family today, as we read Galatians 2 together, and you and I watch one of our biblical heroes slip back into some old patterns. I am thankful that Paul was there to correct him. And I want to—I wonder if this podcast would correct me or correct you, if this would be the reminder that we need that we glorify Jesus by the unity of the gospel demonstrated in the way that we love our neighbor. And so let's, you and I, make sure that our table fellowship and our love for each other, in our words, in our tweets, in our Facebook posts, at our dinner tables, in our homes, in every way that we honor Jesus Christ by living the true unity of the gospel. That's why Jesus died and came to save our souls, to create a family for God, and it knows no boundaries. Let's reflect that. Love you, church family. God bless you.